Stefan Green. As always, good to speak to a South African who's this world traveler, global people, um, the one with lots of miles on their frequent flyer little card. So the rest of us who stay at home, we speak to these people, you say, then we can get an international perspective as well. <laughs> Stefan, how are you doing? Janine, that is a brilliant intro. <laughs> um, hey, I am doing well, enjoying South Africa's amazing um, sun and summer and ocean and the gorgeous people in this land. Okay, why? Where, where did you come from when you came here? Uh, I came from uh, America in the States um, and uh, the day before I came it started snowing. So um, going back to snow and snowboarding and skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, as a South African, when you got there the first time and you saw snow for the first time, was it fun? Because people, you know, when you speak to Americans, they say that it looks like fun, but it's more work than fun. Um, I'll tell you this. It's major fun, but it's only major fun if you're wearing the right clothes. <laughs> if you're not prepared, then um, it becomes a sad day. And so if you're wearing well-insulated clothing, you can have major fun. Yes, I, I become like, I always tell my wife, I say, I become like a little 12-year-old, like building snowmen and getting some balls together and throwing them at kids and yeah. How long have you been there now? Well, now seven months. I studied back in the day in, uh, in D.C. and Texas. So yeah, seven months recently. But you had to come and celebrate Christmas in a warm, sunny South Africa. Yes, with a family. <laughs> what family do you still have here? All my family's here. So all my family's in South Africa. And I'm the only one who had the risk and the guts to give it a go. <laughs> and your wife, South African or American? My wife's South African. We met in primary school when uh, we were 12 years old. <gasps> Oh, oh! Now that's a long-term relationship. <laughs> Twelve years old. Did you? <laughs> um, were you a Christian growing up? Uh, I grew up in a Christian household. Yes, um, I, I would say church was a beautiful, normal thing to go to. But I preferred to watch Barney. I wanted to stay at home <laughs> and watch Barney. I don't know if I was Christian. <laughs> okay, but now but, you yeah. know. So what changed? <laughs> but I think. Uh, as, as you go on and doing life for a lot of us, um, you go through ups and downs and questions and maybe not a lot of answers. Um, and I think you really, you really got to figure it out for yourself and, and ask the, the questions. And hopefully you come to some hope and light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, we do live in a spiraling, um, deflated world. And so, yeah, hopefully there's some hope on the other side and some light on the other side. But now you've been in America, what, for seven months. So why'd you go back? Yes, I went back because um, it was a tough uh, uh, equation and making decisions. I think um, for myself, it, it, and I say this to my friends, it felt like a for, for artists and musicians and creatives, um, it feels like when, when I am in South Africa, it's amazing. Like you can create also some stuff. But if you look at a Formula One car, you don't tell a Formula One car to go and um, drive in the suburbs. Um, and so that's what it felt like. I was like, no, like this Formula One car needs to get onto the Formula One track <laughs> so I can actually 
drive this car to its full potential. And so hence the move over the yacht. So hopefully I could get to the full potential of what this songwriting, creating, um, writing and yeah, is in the States. Because those relationships are there and friendships and producers and publishers um, are there. Yeah. Okay, so explain to me, full potential. What does America have that we don't? Oh, um, hey, I will say Africa is gorgeous. We have a rich heritage in, in the soil. And so I spoke to one of my artist friends. Um, he's, he moved to Mauritius. But we both say this often to each other. And we say, man, when we come back to South Africa, there's such a richness in the people and the soil and the, and the creation, mountains, oceans, stuff that man couldn't create that brings your creativity self to life. But on the other hand, you have, when it comes to creative side, is um, there's just, no, there's, there's not the playing field and the financial field of publishers backing you in South Africa. Um, unless you've really um, got into a, to land on a, on a number one hit song. Um, but outside of that, it's tough to have those relationships with producers, publishers, marketing that can actually put you in, um, yeah, international radio and international fields. So, um, yeah, I think South Africa has the talent. You look at Black Coffee and a lot of Goldfish and, and those are guys that have done it globally um, and they've worked hard for it, which is incredible. Um, but it comes with, it's, it's a longer run than having, um, yeah, people behind you work for you in the beginning. So, yeah. So, so are there more people in America willing then to invest in, in your art? Um, are there more people who, yeah. who believe that what you're doing is worth actually putting money into? Where, as in South yeah. Africa, there isn't money to put into it. <laughs> yes, exactly that. I was saying, and the dollar goes a long while, like in, in value. So then you arrive there with hopes and dreams and lots of potential that America has, uh, the American dream. <laughs> but then you have to start out and make these connections. Obviously, you didn't go raw. You already had a lot of connections with your music beforehand. Um, so it wasn't as if yeah. you, you went in there blind or anything like that. But it's still hard, isn't it? Between, uh, between all the millions of people, they've also got a lot more people wanting to make it in the music industry. So when you get in there, what did you do to now start fulfilling these dreams of yours? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of us know that you're 100%. It is a congested uh, industry, like a lot of industries at the moment, just because you have so much humanity, 8 billion people. Um, but if you go and look at Spotify or any DSP where you upload songs, I don't know if you know how many songs are uploaded every day. It's 70 million songs a day are what? uploaded. And within that congestion and, and noise, you have to create a conversation with your listener, right? Um, and people, people don't care about what you have until they know you care about them. Um, and so... The, the massive thing has been building relationships, friendships, before even talking about music and this song and this idea. People want to know that you care about them. And so that's what I've been focusing on at the moment. It's actually caring for 
for um, people who are on radio, for people who are on TV, for people who are in the publishing industry um, and not going, hey, I have this song and this idea and can you please help me make it? No, they've heard that story before. Do you care about them? That's a different equation, and that's what sets you. That's what sets you apart within the noise and the seventy million DSPs going every day. Yeah, I'm just thinking, and that makes it very hard to have actual, real relationships in the entertainment industry. Is because even if you have a, a, a relationship starting because of regular contact with one another, you know, because you going out of your way to just connect on a regular basis, that already opens up a door. But it feels like all relationships have got an agenda. You know, I, I don't like you for who you are. I like you for what you can do for me. And that must be hard to get right. past. Right. Yes. Um, and uh, I think, I think it, uh, how, how that works is it comes to you not going, this is what I have. But them going, what do you have? And and uh, and and that's the journey. That's the journey of life, just in general, right? It's not just because you have art or something. It's it's more like man, like even in, in a marriage, um, you, you don't just come with what like what uh, what I have. No, you no, you, it's a it's a two way tango, right? You mm-hmm. dance together, and you're like, man, this is what you have. Oh. You can cook food. Oh, I can make the dinners, and you make the breakfast, and and um, it's a journey like that. And if you and and if you understand, like, oh, at the end of the day, um, when you when you allow someone to come through, it blesses your life, not just theirs. Um, and so uh, that's the beauty of 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 life. It's a it's a teamwork. It's a relationship, friendship that hopefully blesses yourself, but also blesses the other. But that's actually a very good thing, because in the past, as an artist, you literally had to create good music, and it gets out there, and that's Namasua. Um, but that has truly changed with the event of social media and, and just the way the world has changed, is that you now have yeah. to put more of yourself out there, even if it's social media, from Instagram to Facebook, all of it, uh, you, you start having to be more authentic as a person to give more credence to your music that you're singing. It doesn't just help you sing Amazing Grace, um, but you go to someone's wall or wherever their social media is at and you find out that that person is just, you know, skimming or, or giving that arrived picture that I'm perfect and I'm better than you kind of picture. That Do you find you have to be more open about even your weaknesses and the struggles you have in life for people to believe that you're credible? Uh, totally. I think, um, I think uh, weakness is a great bridge um, to, to realness and authenticity and humanity because, um, hey, the last thing you want is another perfect human being. I don't think there is any perfect human beings, but a lot of people do put a facade on of that um of that side of things and what that creates is distortion um what do they say distance creates distortion and uh, closeness creates clarity and so i think um the more you can open up about your wounds and your fears and um and what's happening in your life yes it does build a bridge because so many people are longing for that bridge to be built and a place where they can be honest, um, especially in a world where it's just information and tunes and noise and distortion of songs. Um, 
And so uh, you, you, you see people who have opened up and you see how people lean into that um, because they realize, whoa, this is someone being real. Um, this is someone being open about what's happening. Um, and yes, I've, I've for sure had to do that in my journey, um, opening up around things. And yes, it does create more conversation because people are like, whoa, he just opened up. Oh, my goodness. OK, I can be normal now. Well, the world caught on first. I mean, when I'm thinking of how entertainment has changed, how the heroes in movies had changed from being this perfect Superman um, image in the past and how people just related better to broken heroes, Marvel, DC, all of the ones that people, all these um, people who don't love Jesus, and then they watch a movie like that, and it works because that is, I think, humanity. It's We are tired of the facade, although we, we're fine with putting our own on. <laughs> we don't want it in someone else. It's like we need to relate better to people, and their weaknesses sort of open this, opens that door. I wish sometimes we as Christians would get that better. Then we wouldn't be so frantic about keeping our masks in place. Um, but let's get to your music. Yeah. You've released Christmas music. Now, Christmas is one of those wonderful things in Christianity that creates conversation and sometimes even conflict. You've got the half of the people who love how we celebrate Jesus and doesn't care where it comes from because we are not worshipping whatever they worshipped in the past and who cares what their opinion is. I love my life before Jesus. <laughs> and then the, the other group yeah. that says you dare not. How dare you celebrate Christmas at all? all? Do you know the origins? Um, so where do you fall? Um, I'll say I'll say I fall in right in the middle of the beautiful <laughs> um, collision of of it all. Um, yes, I'm well aware of the origins of where it came from, um, the pagan history of it, um, consumerism um, history and design of consumerism. But on the other hand, um, I'm also aware of man. It's a time just to celebrate God's goodness um, and the story of this gospel. Um, and, and I think within that tension, yes, there's a conversation of conflict. But um, why, why not take another day to hopefully put a smile on someone's face and bring hope? Um, and so that's what I see it as. It's a, it's a, it's a season where we can celebrate and re remind ourselves that, yes, there might be darkness and, and war and riot happening within our souls and within humanity. But guess what? There's a beautiful hope at the end of the day. Um, and hopefully Christmas is one of those moments where families can come together, have some conflict, but also have some conversations that hopefully uh, bring clarity and love and peace. And you can decide, huh? I mean, you can decide whether you want to celebrate the commercialism part of it. Um, but at the end of the day, anything is usable for Jesus. If you want to do presents, presents can be presents for Jesus. I mean, if you want to do the turkey, right. turkey can be Jesus' turkey. It doesn't have to be any other turkey than his. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I like the fact that you were writing new music as well, because I must say, if I am honest, besides maybe Drummer Boy, from For King and Country. Or I don't know if you heard that album many years ago. Go Fish, they did a cappella and they did Mary Did You Know and those songs a cappella in such an intelligent way. But besides those two, 
I am very tired of the same old jingle bells every year, the same songs. So I love it that people are writing new songs. If we're celebrating Christmas, let's do it like God does. Mercy's new every morning. So tell me about some of the songs that you've created around Christmas. Yes, um, so at the moment, um, have a Christmas project um, out, and one of the songs is Hope is Here, and the second song on there is Remember Bethlehem. Um, and, and the hopes of this journey, why I called it a project, is that every year I'll add Christmas songs on the project. So hopefully listeners will go back at the end of the year and check, oh, has he added more songs on there? Um, so that's going to be the journey. So 2023, December, there, November, there'll be some um, new Christmas music on there again. Uh, but Hope is Here and Remember Bethlehem. Um, yeah, really special to me. wrote it with some friends and um, Hope is Here wrote with some friends in the UK and Remember Bethlehem wrote with some friends in Australia. Um, but Hope is Here is, is again a message just reminding us that amongst um, what has happened in our world, be it COVID or be it some uh, government um yeah, making some crazy decisions that affect all of us or, or load shedding for Africa. <laughs> um, yeah, just, 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 just the tough situations and climate that we live in as, a, as people and as friends and neighbors, we're all going through these things together. Um, yeah, just, just the anthem that there is hope amongst us. Um, no matter if you're walking through divorce or or your husband's left you, or you're walking through cancer, that um, that the God that uh, brings completion to what he began will complete it, um, and that you will see that hope. Um, yeah, just just another glimpse of hope in, in the season. And we know, I think for, for some of us, um, there's a scripture in Isaiah 9, 6, and it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son has been given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And just reminding us, man, the government's not on our shoulders. It's not on our hearts. The government is on his shoulders. So we can relax, breathe deep, um, and just uh, remind that there is hope amongst us. Um, so that's hope is good. So we're going to listen to that one just now. But uh, if people want to follow you, follow your ministry, keep up to date with your music, where do they go to? Yes, um, I think the easiest spot to go to at the moment would be Linktree, Stefan Green. Um, and uh, all my YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook uh, would be linked to that. But if you type in Stefan Green in YouTube, it's there, Stefan Green and Spotify. You can join us on the journey and let's see what happens. And uh, I'd love, yeah, I'd love for you to be a part of this community. Okay, you say link tree, as in to link something and tree di boom. Yes, that's right. Link tree, Stefan Green, and you'll find the man there. Hey, let's listen to his music. Listen to what it sounds like. 